Welcome to season two, episode two of a motherfucking podcast with Goat. Buckle up, baby. I am fired up. This is our first interview of the new season. This is going to be litty titty because we got some fucking fire guests on. Um, as always, I'm your host, Dragoche. We got co-host Anthony Maslin way up there in the Arctic tundra of Thunder Bay. And we have very special guests. Two of the band members of Billy Ranger, Andrew Reinhardt, and Maddie motherfucking Klein. What's going on, boys? Not much. Just enjoying life. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, you are. You guys are about to be fucking touring. You guys are about to be fucking making music, performing everywhere, all over. You guys have a show coming up, Maddie said, in six days in St. Catharines. Yeah, it's yeah. a warehouse which is stuck here on planet Earth. Yeah, that's going to be fucking <laughs> rad. Um... I mean, obviously, this is going to come out a little later, so we're going to plug the Sneaky Disease show in Toronto. But uh, but what's going on, fellas? What have you guys been up to? How what's going? Like, how's your life? What's what's life like currently? Busy, I guess we could say. We're in the middle of uh, writing and working on a new record um, that's going to be coming out this year. We're going to be dropping a single in the next uh on the 29th yeah the 29th of this month actually so great this is perfect this is, little, this is a little prequel for the sequel um is it going to be on like everything itunes spotify the whole nine yeah yeah for sure awesome. great when when it drops let us know and we'll make sure we put it on our instagram we gotta support the boys for sure for sure oh yeah um how did you guys meet? Because we were talking a little bit before the show i've known andrew for forever our grandmothers were friends um, yep. so I mean, I've known Andrew growing up my whole life, but Maddie just told me he's from fucking Winnipeg. So, <laughs> so how did you guys all meet? How did this band sort of form? Actually, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, I was in a Canadian project called 11 North and, uh, we were touring, uh, Western Canada and, uh, we lost a guitar player in Winnipeg and, uh, we were staying at this guy's house and he's like, Hey, I know this kid that might be interested in joining the band. So, uh, yeah, Maddie was that kid. And, uh, it's been five years now. He's jumped on a bus with us. He played, Jesus Christ. Uh, we paid, we played 70 dates that year across Canada for over a hundred thousand people. And, uh, he's been, he's been here the whole time. So it's been, yeah. uh, it's been a good time. He's lived with me. He's worked with me. We fucking have done everything that, any guy can think of together. So. All right. Okay, we're going to drop the line Sounds there. like me and Goat. We'll, we'll, we'll cut you guys off. This sounds a lot we like Maz and I. Yeah, we even showered together a couple times. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So, holy shit, 70 dates. Yeah, it was fun. In how many dates? Uh, three months. Wow. Fucking three days. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. How do you... Hey, I know this is already like I'm one fucking question into this interview and I'm off topic. What is it the real light rock star lifestyle when you're on tour or is it not there yet? Um, that one was a bit different. Like yeah, for it sure. was more, it, it was a, it was a tool, tour to like um, 
like a to better mental health for like high schools and stuff. So it'd be like a oh, so there's definitely no drugs and drinking. No, only in Regina. Only in Regina. No, yeah. But tours, yeah. It was like tame. It was a lot of fun. It was a good learning experience. Um, like I've done a tour, a small tour with my other band, and it's it's a little more party atmosphere for sure. Like. Uh, drinking outside of the venue until you go on stage and then drinking until the Next bars morning, are going yeah. to the last call and then you go in there for one beer and then you go drink on the fucking streets again for another hour. <laughs> does that does that make you perform better? No, I, I try not to get too uh, too soft before I play. Yeah. It's for, for after. It's like the play. opposite in me of this podcast. I, I try to make myself relax as much as possible so I'll let your imaginations run wild there. But uh, it's the complete opposite. I'm, like, drooling on myself before we start this shit. Um, so when did you guys, like, so you guys met, you, you figured out that maybe you don't want to go the 11 North route anymore. You want to maybe start another band. How tough is it to find band members that think similarly to the way you do? Well, it's pretty tough. Yeah, it is tough <laughs> to find guys yeah. that definitely have the same vision. Um, I think what's unique about this new project and like the su- early success we've had is we have so many different style members. Yeah, and the uh, talent level is insane. Well. Like, yeah. the, like the, our drummers from the band Ivory Hours, who is like huge. Yeah, the, uh, really solid London, London band, but it was like really cool to be able to go into a, sh- a really big show and like have two days to prepare for it and yeah. you have to get a 35 minute set ready and say all right we got two days let's fucking go yeah <laughs> then we it, got it done but yeah for sure the band kind of started as just like a, a joke did, thing yeah. and i did then... like a demo like royal blood kind of shit and then, uh, <laughs> andrew's like this is sick and we're like all right let's do something with it and then uh ended up writing something even heavier and then it got heavier and heavier and heavier yeah and now there's <laughs> even screaming on the new record yeah. so come on i just yeah. I, I scream as so well again. sing some harmonies as well. Dude, I used to love... So, okay, so here's a little a podcast with Goat Fact. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you remember this. Do you know that Sessions on the River studio in Fort Erie? Yeah. Yep. They used to have, like, a battle of the bands on, like, Friday nights. I, w- I was a kid. Like, we're talking, like, 06. And it used to be a lot of hardcore fucking bands. And I used to love that fucking, like, pig scream. Like, the... <laughs> I used to fucking <laughs> love that shit. That used to fire me up when I heard that. Uh, Bro, I'm using that. We have no pig squeals. No, no pig squeals. No pig squeals? No. Well, if you guys need anyone to come in and lay some pig squeals down, I'm more than than willing. You just have to give me the rock star lifestyle studio party. I I want booze. I want people in there. I want to be so fucked up I can barely pig squeal. And I just want to have a hoot of a time. Was that your audition, Goat? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm trying to join the band. Did you not hear how much fucking fun they have? Hey, we always need a bus driver, too. <laughs> With this mustache. I look like one. <laughs> he looks the part. He'd be the perfect show guy. The, show the hairline. Show the hairline. Oh, well, I can't show him my hairline. That's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> oh. um, when you guys are all in the studio, what's the recording process like? like is it... Is it tough? I, I've seen a little bit of it from this show. Like, if Maz and I were to really polish this show and took out every fucking as, um, if, whatever, 
it would sound completely different. Like when you record a song, you have to be perfect. Yeah, well, like there's, there's, especially with this genre, we're able to get away with a lot of happy mistakes too. Like um, simple things that you could kind of be like, oh, that actually sounded sweet. Let's leave that in there. And just like some unpolished stuff really works in this genre. Um, but I found like when we recorded the the single say, it was super organic. Like we jammed like a week before we had the studio date. And then we jammed the first day and figured it out. And then it kind of just started to fall into place once we figured out the form of it. And then you get the, the just start off drums and bass. And then you just layer it on piece by piece and just slowly build it up from the ground. You mentioned something kind of cool there. I would assume studio time is fucking hella hard and expensive to come by. So how important is it to get shit ironed out before you get into the studio? I think it's important, but at the other on another yeah. aspect, like it's not that important. Like the yeah, because when you when you layer it out more in studio too, it creates a different uh, a different atmosphere when you're yeah. writing it too. That could kind of be cool. Like it kind of just oh, you think about the music differently when you're in that room and you're able to you know record a take and sit down and be like, oh no, we should put this section here and for sure that bridge is super cool and let's throw it in a little earlier or something like that, right? Yeah, like it's like it's not. I feel like it's not that rigid. It's more of like a creative process than ironing everything out and it's more of like feeling the music and everything right yeah for sure and like there's such cool stories like a studio like a uh, prime example for me like uh if tom petty for example he'd be a guy that would go in the studio play the song 150 times and whatever version was the best that was it there was no overdubbing or anything like that and uh you know that's an aspect that's crazy to think that a band plays a song 150 times in one day. <laughs> yeah, fuck up like an Allman Brothers set. Holy yeah, just fuck! Like, I feel like your fingers yeah, would be bleeding. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, my fingers were like fucking. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't even speak after the session because uh, got, the vocals are kind of really fucking nuts. So. Yeah, I did like some. I did some underlayer screams on it, and I was doing them improperly, and I got strep throat the next day after studio. Oh shit! Come I had, on! Like, I had like a show a week after that too with my other band too, so it was fucking. Holy shit! <laughs> Does anyone have any weird ass rituals in the band while recording? We always drink Alpine. Alpine. Yeah, <laughs> I get super stoned. New Brunswick. Shut the fuck up, Alpine! Dude, that's worse than, like, Moosehead. What the fuck? it's worse than uh, Old Vienna, but we... Uh, hey, don't shirt OB. That's a Niagara Region special, buddy. It's a tra- it's a tradition, and we call it... We're, we get lost in the pines. Because yeah. we get so hammered on Alpine, so... Nice, I love it. song and it starts to sound a little wonky, you're like, oh, that sounds like some pines there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that's not the only tree. I can, I can hear the trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, so you guys are talking about, you know, this is maybe the most musically gifted group you've worked with. Um, it, is it important for one person in the session to kind of take the lead, or is it, is it better when you're kind of pulling ideas from everybody? Like, what do you find works best? Well, I mean, on this last single, we we had a producer, obviously, which was Wade McNeil from Alexis on Fire. So that was kind of a little name drop. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. So Wade McNeil was uh, awesome. He kind of steered the ship yeah. and gave us our vision. Like Especially at that time, we were kind of a little more clueless on what we yeah. were doing when we were in there. So it, he, he really helped us kind of zone in on a genre yeah. and, uh, and, a, and a style of the song and everything. And I, I would say that the new singles kind of like, 
um, ACDC meets Black Sabbath meets Alexis. It's like, holy really, shit. Yeah, it's, it's really different. Uh, it's got like a Raconteur's vibe, Jack White. It's, it's probably uh, like one of the softer songs on what, of what <laughs> we're doing. Yeah. So you guys are doing like some hella hard shit. Yeah, it's gonna be like a watch out record kind of. Like yeah, a lot of a lot of like screaming and vocals, but more more vocal than screaming for sure. Yeah. Like I'm more of a singer than I am a screamer, but I want to do it. It, it hits. <laughs> it slaps. It really slaps. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're more of a singer than a screamer, dude. Um. You guys are, like, starting to do shows in front of thousands of people. And, like, I've seen Andrew perform in Chucks in Fort Erie. So, I mean, what what's the difference when you're playing to, like, 35, 40, 50 people in a local bar to playing in front of, now you're playing in front of, like, 5, 6, 7,000 people? Yeah, I think, the like, the biggest thing for us was our first show, uh, we got flown out to Fort Mac, Alberta. And uh, we got we got to the show. We didn't know what to expect. Um, we, we had to rent gear to play the show. We show up. We were opening for Trooper. And uh, holy we, shit, that's actually a big yeah. band. Yeah, and we showed up, and there was ten thousand people there. So that was uh, that was a cool experience for us for sure. Um, and we actually just found out too that we're going to be uh, playing a date with single mothers coming up here in Oshawa. So that's going to be sweet. Mm. So like you know. In terms of preparation, it takes a while to get to that point, I guess. Like, we have a manager now um, who does all of our work, Matt Bell. He's an awesome guy. Um, so he, he does all of our show bookings and everything. So now we kind of just get to play. Um, and, it, you know, it took us five years to get to that point in the industry where it's like, you know, let's just get in a room and write and jam. And another guy books for us. You know, it's kind of that's what we're at now. So. I feel like I'd have a little bit of trust issues with that in the same respect. I understand where you're coming from. I'm also the type of person that likes to be in control. I'm a definite like type A personality. So like I feel like if I thought this guy was slacking or like not getting enough gigs, I'd be laying the fucking hammer to him. <laughs> no, he's he's been awesome so yeah, he's, far. He's so. been Good. So well, Mike Bell or Matt Bell, whatever your name is, you fuck these boys around. We're gonna have issues. <laughs> um, you're going on the list. Yeah, I, hey, I have a list, and you guys don't want to be on that fucking list. <laughs> Andrew, you'll laugh. You know what's on the list? No. Sweet dreams in Ridgeway. Oh wow. They're up, fuck on them the on the list. I I don't eat ice cream there anymore. Oh my goodness. Um, what? So what are some of the tricks that you've learned? Trying like if you guys like you guys have obviously when you played that show with Trooper when you're playing that big show in Oshawa coming up What are some of the tricks you've learned to try to appeal to a broader audience than just like in a bar? Just have fun man. Yeah, yeah. If, if you just have fun on stage, it's more uh, of It's more appealing to to watch like you don't want to have see someone standing up there it yeah. doesn't looks like they don't even want to be there right yeah so, as long as you make sure that you're having fun and moving around and perform no matter if it's one person or 1,000 people like it doesn't matter yeah like we played this music festival last month called blackout fest and it was a really small stage in Brantford and we were in like this little shitty bar and uh, we got like we just rocked yeah, that's fucking, fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah. I, prob I like, probably yeah. performed better than I did it when I opened for Trooper, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, we, that's we, right. We, yeah. we we were chucking shit, standing on guitar amps. Like it was, you know, sometimes the little shows are actually better yeah. than the big ones, and 
Yeah. Sure. You just gotta have the best moment, I guess. An aesthetic sure, thing yeah. too. Does it yeah, ever... and it's more personal. Yeah, the intimate shows are really fun. Does it ever feel like a job for you guys, or is it just all fun? Sometimes it's a job with yeah. scheduling. When, uh, there, yeah, there's there's always times where you're dealing with other. You're dealing. Well, we're dealing with four other people or three other people besides us two, right? So yeah. it's a lot of coordinating you got to do to try to get things going and. We're working with like two drummers right now too, so it's got to figure out who's going to be playing what show and what person's going to be at what jam and everything. So sometimes that feels a little bit like work, but other than that, not having to book the shows and shit makes it a lot less a lot uh, stressful. Like who's that. the diva in the group? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I mean. <laughs> Probably. Really I know, I'm pretty like I'm. I'm pretty easy going. Give me a pack yeah. of smokes. Our bass player. Our bass player is the pretty boy though. Is he? <laughs> so okay, here's that. Like when you, when you guys are getting ready for a show, how important is it to you how you look as a band? Like, are you guys in all black, all five of you? Most of the time, we kind of do stuff like that, but I mean, it depends, right? Like, depends on the show. Like, obviously, the Trooper show, we all wanted to like be like, okay, Boxer. we gotta look. Yeah, yeah, like this is a big deal. So, um, but I mean, we try our best. I mean. I kind of have to square whatever's in my yeah. closet. We have, like, one of every guy in the band. Like, our bass <laughs> player's, like, a model. I'm, like, the athletic guy. Um, really Matt, Maddie's the skinny kid, <laughs> we call him. So. Too many Alpines. <laughs> Too many Alpines, yeah. I used to be, yeah. Um, that's fucking, that's so lit. Yeah, we um, have a dad in the, ba- in the yeah, band, by the way, Gus. Gus. Uh, he, he's 43, and he fucking rips it. Does he? He acts like he's 20. So he That's fits right in. You need one no. of those. And I yeah. act like I'm 15. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when you guys are performing to 10,000 fucking people, how are the groupies and how easy are they? Like, is this real rock bullshit? I, like, I need to know personally. Like, are there girls just staring at you, trying to make babies with their eyes while you're performing? Or well, is it... I feel or, like that's... That, that could be a thing, but you know, we're, yeah, we're all yeah. pretty much... I'm married now, here. so I got to be... Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry, Andrew. You know. I, I shouldn't. But I'm sure there's some girls that still try. Oh, for sure. There's been some funny encounters. <laughs> we have we've some stories. Years, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll oh. stop before anybody gets yeah. to That's enough of this shit. You're making me sweat over here. <laughs> <laughs> I told you if I found something that was gonna make you uncomfortable, we were gonna pick on it. That's all right. Yeah, man, I don't even. I can't even think of. There's been some crazy ones that are really crazy. He just, he, no one just want. No one. No one needs to sleep in the doghouse for this podcast. <laughs> Goat's um, been there. Don't worry. Yeah, I've slept in the doghouse because this podcast a lot. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Can you guys do me a favor when you perform a show? Do you, could we get you guys to dress like a boy band, like a 90s boy band? Like wear some like metallic vests with like a short sleeve white turtleneck underneath and some I'd like oversized jeans? I'd do it. I'd, I'd totally do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could add some choreography. <laughs> <laughs> That'd some, be pretty uh, sweet. Some pyro or even something. Even if we did like even earlier, like an just, ABBA kind of Only look. if I get to yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm fucking <laughs> ABBA heavy. <laughs> I just yeah. need the, the bye bye bye. <laughs> yes, I could grow my curly uh, hair out like JT. I got those curls. So. <laughs> nice. That is possible. The girls. You guys ever stage dive? 
I've took a stage dive, but it's a funny story. Uh, it wasn't supposed to happen, but uh, oh, I definitely dove on the stage backwards. I was standing on an at- amp. Uh, I jumped off it and bailed full guitar and all. Oh, there's like, like a drum riser beside the amp, and he jumped off and like clipped the riser and just ate it immediately. Come on! And then instead of making myself feel bad, I just started doing the bicycle in the just air with the my air. legs, and people loved it. <laughs> people loved it. Were you out, were you out of breath? Uh, I, well, I'm always out of breath because I'm out of shape. <laughs> what was one of those big celebrities just took a spill on stage recently, and it was pretty. Oh, Lady Gaga. Oh, really? Lady Gaga tried to lift a fan up on stage and, like, missed footing, and they both just went ass over off stage. <laughs> I saw if, you guys, if this happens, this tour, like, these upcoming dates, I would love if you guys sent a video somehow. That would okay. be fucking... We'll see. Our, our single releases... Uh, yeah. If I, if, I, if I get the chance that I can do a stage dive, it's happening. I think Sneaky okay. D's, we are going to do something special that we've never done before. Uh, Maddie's going to be doing the honors. I'll just put it that way. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're gonna bite. <laughs> you're gonna bite the head off a bat. I'm gonna bicycle kick Andrew in the face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's okay, hang on. Let's talk. Let's talk about the sneaky disease. Um, what? Tell me your tour date. What time you go on? How much are tickets? Where can they get tickets? Give us the the spiel. Yeah, so we got a couple of dates coming up. Uh, obviously we got one next week in St. Catharines, but this won't be aired then. But, um, uh, next, uh, the 29th, we're going to be playing Sneaky D's in Toronto, um, with Soulish and the Nameless Citizens. We're headlining that night, so it should be pretty rad. Um, I don't know how much tickets are. Yeah, probably pro- tickets are probably $10. Um, Sneaky D's. Do you guys get a cut of that? Yeah, for sure. Sneaky D's is a sweet venue because it always has a built-in, like, fan bit. Like, yeah, people, people just go there just for music, so it's, like, yeah. it's always a great time. Um, and then we're going to be playing a festival in uh, Burlington coming up, too, December 6th. It's called uh, Burley Calling. Uh, we're playing Pal Fest, which is the Saturday night. And it's, like, pretty much a lot of our favorite bands. We're all just – it'll be a sold-out show that's going to be a, a riot, so – and then we got some more dates coming up, but we're focusing on studio. Yeah. And then February is when we're going to be touring pretty hard. Um, a couple dates here and there. Uh, probably February and March we'll be probably doing 20 dates. So. Holy shit. Seriously? Nice. Yeah. Um, Maslin's home at the end of November. So if there was two tickets for us to go to the Sneaky Disease and we can Instagram in it and plug the boys, it might yeah, just have to happen. Yeah, you guys should come for sure. Yeah, we can put you on the know. guest list, and you guys. Oh, look at this! Oh, don't don't give Goat that kind of power. Hey. Oh yes, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what I need. We, uh, I'm going on my bat. We're leaving for my bachelor party at the end of July, and I was trying to find if I could get a private jet because I'm, I'd be so bougie on a private jet, tell like taking Instagram pictures, telling the pilot I'm smoking a blunt in the back. He has no choice. I like, got a little. I got a toy you could use for your bed. I got a, a 1968 El Camino SS. Oh, shit. Be, Come on. It, it could be pretty badass, you know? Put you in there. That'd be pretty fucking rough. Drive it to Nova Scotia. <laughs> Drive out to Halifax. Um, okay, well, I'll, well, I'll keep that in mind because I haven't been to, like, a hard rock show in forever. So you, you guys just fired me up a little bit there. I'm, um, I'm down to go for sure. 
Oh yeah, we're, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be in the green room, smoking green. Um, I'm, I'm a light guy, so you guys can just uh, you, I can stage dive, and you guys just hell yeah, okay. I got you. Done, done deal. We will be in the front. <laughs> you have to find us, and I promise we will catch you. I'll just look for the handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, uh, I guess for people that don't know, like, what kind of music do you guys play? Like, what's like the closest band that you can think of that relates to you? They guys? just said it was like a fucking hodgepodge of ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, and Alexis on Fire. That's like yeah. Yeah. Royal Blood too. Yeah, it's got Royal Blood vibes. Definitely. I mean, we obviously get the Lexus on Fire reference a lot because of my voice and stuff. But it's like, it's like a crossbreed of like hard rock and post hardcore. Yeah. Nice. I call it post hardcore-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's something of its own. Yeah. Nice. Hey, and it's, go ahead, master. No, I said that's good. That's something that's the music industry needs. Yeah, sure. uh, do you guys listen to hard rock all the fucking time or do you find you get sick of it because you're doing it all the time like i want to know which one of you has like a guilty rap pleasure i i don't mind some rap like i just watched that rhythm and flow show and uh he smoked he smoked smoke take your time it's a long dinner that song is so good um, it's hot it's hype yeah. So there's some there's some rap that I listen to, but I also listen to like weird '80s stuff. shit, like like yeah. stuff that sounds like it's from like the '70s with like the shittiest keyboard ever. Like <laughs> the worse it sounds, the more likely I am to like it. But as long as it's not grungy, it's gotta sound at least somewhat pretty. You got that guilty pleasure music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening like, to put like on, fucking put on some ABBA in the morning. I'm good El, to go. El Devo or whatever they are with the hot. <laughs> whip um, it, whip it. Yeah. <laughs> play some Wham. <laughs> um, so you guys are we, we you already name dropped you're in the studio working with some big name Canadian music icons is that intimidating like when you walk in there and you're like holy fuck that's fucking Wade motherfucking McNeil from Alexis on Fire it, and I, he wants to hear me play fucking guitar or he wants to hear me sing like I, I'd be I'd be shaking at the time around I think we did two other records with him with our other project 11 north so it's kind of more a little bit natural feeling i guess since yeah. we've already met him and hung out with him and talked he's super chill like yeah he's he's, he's he's good times um but i would say like the first time ever jumping in the studio with him and we were a little um, nervous I, especially for me i like i wasn't really that aware of alexis on fire like city color any of that shit before come I on i kind i like knew like sleeping sickness and a couple of songs and like some alexis songs sounded super familiar but i wasn't that aware of it um so like first time I'm trying to track some of the guitar, I'm kinda like, Oh shit, I gotta play in front of this dude. And then the first the first lick I do, I do the milkiest bend and he's like, Whoa I'm like, Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. We actually have a great story about Wade with some uh some native cookies, let's just put it that way. Okay. All right, lay it on me. <laughs> yeah. Well we we Joey uh, and what was it, Jeremy the drummer at the time of Eleven North, um they went to Hamilton to go to a dispensary to get like the the weed card before it was legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it picked oh, up some like that some Georgia Peach. Yeah, something like that, I think. Yep. Um, and they went there, grabbed some edibles, some gummies, some tea, and everything. And we all they all came back, and uh, Wade had like a weed cookie that he got from somebody in the studio, I think, something like that. And uh, we're all sitting around, and we're we start snacking on some stuff. Andrew drinks two cups of tea, has a gummy worm, and a big chunk of a cookie. And uh, we're all sitting there, like, coming up with the weirdest little tiny things on this, these songs. Like, I didn't, like, 
like I, I was, was in I was the vocal certain, booth. Like yeah. I, I smoked quite a bit, so like <laughs> I wasn't really feeling like really baked or anything and everyone else is like giddy and laughy and stuff and, like, <laughs> all i'm thinking i'm like we're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like what the fuck did we do last night <laughs> we just wasted a whole four hours on like a keyboard part that we're not gonna keep <laughs> and we're like the whole night the whole rest of the night was just like i felt like i was babysitting everyone else because they <laughs> never touched fucking pot ever and like it's just so funny, and I'm just like, what are you guys even laughing at? And I'm, like, getting mad because I'm not as high as them, too, so I'm, like, just pissed off. That's the worst when you're, like, the least high out of the group. Well, I, I thought I, like, kept up with them. I, like, ate a couple gummies. I had, like, a good chunk of a cookie. I smoked the joint, and I'm, like, just sitting there chilling and not really feeling it. Oh, shit. And they're all fucking dying laughing at, like, Austin Powers gold member or some shit. <laughs> Great movie. Um, yeah. How... Is there a story behind the name Billy Ranger? Like, how did you guys come to that? <laughs> Actually, it's pretty funny. The I own Billy Bones, like, barbecue rib fest. And Gus, who's the old dude in our band, who we call Dad, he owns a rib <laughs> truck called Texas Ranger. So we're like, oh, shit. let's just call it oh, Billy shit. Ranger. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet name. It's like, yeah, um, it is. You I like know, it. it's not Ranger Billy. It's fucking Billy Ranger. <laughs> um, we'll talk about rib fest for a sec just quick um it must be pretty sweet to kind of own your own business that really only runs in nice weather and then you kind of have some months to kind of sit down and focus on music do you think that's like helped you get to where you're you are uh i think it's helped but it also hasn't helped it's it's stressful in the fact that um it's really hard for us to play festivals in the summer because yeah. i'm so busy that's like yeah. one of the best Times one of the best times of the year too, right? sure. but having eight months off to like you know be able to tour and stuff we just gotta i think i think what the thing that we got to do going forward is like build more of an attack plan for when they come back so we're like ready to go and that will also help with having management and stuff right um, yeah but if we set more of a plan like right from day one is when they get back to and the plan ends when they leave again then things will be a little bit more streamlined and be for able sure. to open up a lot more doors that way like yeah. as an example like i i did the rib fest every year with them right so i never i never got to experience like the music scene in the summer and i like have a, a indie band that i've been in for a year in our first year we like jumped on a seven show or eight show tour and it was just like it was like it showed it showed me that like we gotta like either plan better for one more back or like figure out some really big days that we can try to get on that they can do throughout sure. the summer as well flying for you know trooper or something <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe there'll be a Rib Fest uh, Billy Ranger tour. Maybe that's something in the works. We fuck, look at that. Now we're thinking. You know, we can we can play all the cities and just have call a great the time. The Bloomin' Onion Tour. The Bloomin' Onion Tour, we'd call it. Well, oh, there's yeah. been no thought put into this at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long does it take to get from... from okay, so, like, you guys, you make the... You, you find the artists, you have a band. How long does it get to where you are now, where you're pl you're starting to play these bigger shows, you're gaining hype behind yourself, um, and, like, including recording, photo shoots, uh, like, press? Like, what, how long does that whole process take? We're still in it. <laughs> We're still in it. It takes forever. I mean, it, there's so many great bands in this country. It's, like, it blows my mind. I mean... Between Billy Ranger alone, there's we have like 
five bands between all members. Like we're all in other yeah, projects. Tom's so in like two. I'm in mine, and I'm joining I'm in another one. one. Yeah. So it's kind of. I mean, it takes time. I'm, um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to basically put myself in a band where I'm playing one of each instrument, like drums, <laughs> bass, keys, guitars. And... It definitely <laughs> takes time, though. Like, to get a manager takes forever. Oh yeah. Um, to get an agent takes forever even longer um like we've had meetings at feldman which is like the main um agency for everyone like the hip they're all in feldman like we've had meetings there michael buble yeah christmas time you name it. michael bubbly he's getting out of his cave right dude i was just about to say it's about time he wakes up (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no but i mean it, it takes time it's it's not always easy the i mean if you have a lot of money it can be quicker um, but most obviously artists don't have a lot of money, so uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like too um, the genre that we're kind of breaking into with it crossing into like post hardcore and hard a lot, rock. A lot more opportunity. Um, a lot more opportunity because then there's a lot of like larger labels that are um, that work in that you know. Sorry to shorten up what I'm trying to say instead of spew, spewing. Um, Good, bro. I spew all the time. Two, two genres. <laughs> um, two genres that we can like market to labels and agencies like instead of just being a, a hard rock band or just a post hardcore band more sure. people will look at us essentially sure yeah um you guys are gonna think this is the most un-canadian thing of all time but i'm gonna give you the hottest take and something i took the most heat for on this podcast guys the tragically hip or whack i got gordon downey's Oh, I'm sorry, But I gotta stick to my guns. I gotta double down. If I say I'm something, even, I gotta. I'm I gotta not stick. even really. Uh, I'm not even really a hip fan, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Like, I, that I, was I, just an impulse <laughs> thing. I, I, oh, I, I got ten of those, below, dude. <laughs> I know you my roots. You know, I was like, uh, roots. I can't put like a flower or something there. So I was like, yeah, Canadian roots go down. fuck it. No, I got. And you. he's done a lot of. He's done a lot of good work for like the Aboriginal community. Like I'm Métis, yes. and I'm from Winnipeg, so I got a lot of family friends out there. So. I was like, yeah, it, it's my heart's in the right place on it, so fuck it. And plus, impulse decisions are always great. Yeah, I got, I got like just like hands. just like that guy right there, <laughs> smiley. <laughs> That's rad. Um, yeah, you you've kind of touched on what it's like to have a manager um, and someone booking gigs, but like, what how? Oh, you say it was tough. How tough was it? How do you put yourself out there and market yourself in order to get someone else to believe in you? I think really just the sound of the band is crucial um, yeah. for a guy, right? Like, you know, people see our live show and they go, holy shit, like, this is something special. So, like, the first time he's seen us, I mean, it was just, like, instantly he came, you know, it's like, geez, let's let's do this. He heard the single first. Uh, we reached out, sent him the single, and he was like, yes, this is what... You know, this is what the hardcore industry, like, scene needs right now. There's nothing that, like, you know, a lot of great bands in the early 2000s, like Alexis and Thrice. There's still a lot of good bands right now. Yeah. um, They just lost that. I think, like, especially, like, as an example, Alexis and Thrice, like, that kind of style of it. Died off, um, really. The quality of it, I feel like, is a little watered down now. Just sure. like there's a lot of people doing it that you know, like uh, no offense to them, I just I can't get behind it. But like, no, no, talk your shit, um, talk your shit, talk your yeah. shit. I, you know, we personally for me when I listen to like hardcore shit, I can't do like MIDI drums, like never. It has to be like real live drums, because then I just have like if they recorded them and they sound sick, then fucking mad respect regardless if I don't like the singer or the screaming or whatever. Um, and then same with like guitars, like gotta be real guitar amps for me. 
Yeah. I can't do the uh, fake the computer fake DI stuff Which, or whatever. And you like like a Marshall half stack or what? Oh yeah, we all run Marshalls. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like in limbo right now. I'm just swallowing here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another thing, like getting back to the like post hardcore thing, it's like there's not a lot of bands that have like like I'm a soulful kind of singer. Like my real voice, you know. Every other, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm probably getting shit for this, but every hardcore band, you know, they have that, where are you? Like, yeah, Blink-182 Blink voice. It's like, you know, where's the emotion behind the lyrics they're, you're singing? They're great at doing it, but it's yeah. just not my cup of tea as well. Yeah, I got you. I find, um, I find, like, the heavy metal scene and, like, the, you know, like, that end of the metal is, like, there's too many genres in it. There's, like, black metal, there's this metal, there's that metal, and it kind of draws people away from it. Like there's and people are always like, oh, that's not metal. This is metal, and like there's yeah, people like, are super picky about their types of metal. Yeah, yeah. I, it's more than <laughs> any other genre. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. How many beats per minute must uh, determine well, the genre? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> we're, we're like math rock, actually. Um, Ma- no. Math rock. <laughs> I just like, I think like with metal too, it's like there, it's it's somewhat one dimensional. Like, well. For general public, I mean, like obviously metalheads will want like the like that. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like for general public, like having the the soulful vocals with me doing some screams and then some harmonies on top of that to really pretty up some parts, like makes it more general appealable to di- all different kinds of people. Like, yeah, my dad hates heavy shit, but like when I showed him like Alexis on Fire or like one heavy section of a of a record that we scrapped uh, with Eleven North, he was like, I he's like, yeah. I don't really like the heavy parts, but it's still pretty cool. Like he has like respect right. for it. But that's the same show with like rap. You can't do like the mumble shit. Neither well, kind of. hang on, hang on. Let's not trash mumble rap here, pal. I, I hate mumble rap more than Come I hate on. red hot chili peppers. Yeah, that's another. You hate the red hot chili peppers? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually let's we get behind that. Yeah. No, no uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can jump behind that. They're the like, worst. Like I'm, I'm ever. one for bold takes. I'd but rather. I, that's pretty bold. I'd rather listen to like ABBA for the rest of my life. We've Actually, given a lot of ABBA references yeah. here. I don't know. <laughs> There's been a whole fuck ton of ABBA. <laughs> we. Uh, That's all I can think about nowadays. Yeah. But tell ABBA's me, tell me, Mamma Mia isn't lit. It is so. It, it is lit. It is fire. Mamma Mia. What don't you like about uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers? They're just so like phony. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you think so, you really about. think so? I don't Dude, think they're I don't, they I get that. on stage just with socks covering their dicks. That's pretty tough. They're, 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 I wouldn't say they're phony. I just, like, for me, it's <coughs> vocals that sell me on an act. Like, whether it's rapper um, and lyrics, too. And I, I don't know about the lyrics of Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers, but all their vocals just sound the same to me. Like, yeah. 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 Hey, hey, Plus so we can't find socks that we can't find socks that big for Billy Ranger. So it's kind of like... Bro, I need a thimble, fuck a sock. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Dog, yeah. I'm hung like a gerbil. He you just, guys are the opposite. He just puts a yogurt cup on it. That's it. <laughs> it looks like a button on a fur coat. <laughs> hey, so yo, so we talk a lot about this on the show. What do you guys think of the Arkells? I like, I, They're great. We've actually met Max. <laughs> Uh, I don't really like it. If I'm being see, totally honest, I'll be back. I, I, th- I think they're probably. Uh, I've not. I've only met Max. Super nice guy. Um, I like some of their old stuff. The new record, I'm kind of missing. Not really getting it, but I don't know. Some of their old shit is like pretty solid. I think. Andrew stepped out because he didn't want to get face the heat of this. 
I'm a. Uh, as much as I, I like that tragically hip, like I don't mind really, but I can't stand the Arkells. Excuse me, and it's not because of their music; it's because of their fan base. I people like them because they're told that they're supposed to like them, and I fucking hate that. Yeah, I guess I can I can see that. Like everyone's like, oh, the you gotta you gotta check out the Arkells. The Arkells are so good. Like I've yeah, old Canadian music. Too. It's like yeah, they're dope that they're Canadian. They make good music. I, that's not my point. I hate their fans. That's fair. It's the people that go to the show for the Insta post. Yeah, exactly. Like, shut Actually, the fuck 20, up. 20, I don't 20, care. You like this. You like this. So, um, my other band, we just played a show the same day as when they played in St. Catharines at the Meridian Center, yeah. and the sold the show sold out, which was surprising because it's an indie show as well, right? And uh, the the singer was like thanking the crowd for like coming out, and he's like, if you thought this was the Arkell shows, you know, we're sorry. And then someone said, fuck the Arkells. <laughs> that was goat. That was goat. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was you from all the way from Thunder Bay. Well, I just can't stand those people that are just there for the photo. That drives me fucking nuts. Oh, they make cute. great music, but it's just it, it's just too much for see, me. See, I love like, the Arkells. When I, when I see a concert live, I might take like a picture or like. Three-second video, and then my phone's in my pocket for the rest of the yeah. Because I, I to experience it, not watch it in my fucking phone. These people that like put up Snapchat, oh, we're get, I'm getting so fucking off topic. You got me fired up, Matt. <laughs> These people, fuck it, like who they have like their snap stories, and you're sitting there clicking the button ten thousand fucking times to get through the concert, and then you hear their shitty ass singing in the background as they're recording oh. <laughs> something else. It's so whack. Like, put your fucking phone away. Enjoy the show. Yeah. I, like, I'm all for, like, getting the video so you can, you know, like, remember the night uh, for a second of it or, like, sure. your favorite song, you know, holding your phone in the air just so you get it, but, like, literally standing there and going, yeah. <laughs> hey, trying to zoom in and get, like, a sick pic. It's like, dude, there's going to be pictures online the next day. It's a big show. Like, chill. Those are the same people that drink pumpkin spice lattes and go to yoga. They drive me fucking nuts. I don't care that no, you drink, I drink them. Pumpkin spice no, dude, I do too, okay. but do you post about it? Do you post about it? Every no. time. No. <laughs> no. Hey. I don't want to look like a Goomba. Hey, you guys ever have any uh, crazy mosh pits at your shows? or? Uh, not yet, fun. no. It, we've only had really one where we kind of showed how heavy we're going. Yeah, like, this uh, is like a whole new route for us, so it's kind of... I really, I'd love it. If yeah, you guys are actually Billy Ranger's first, like, interview. This is pretty rad, so... This all, well, you think this is rad for you, buddy. This is rad for us, so... Yeah, we so have, don't like... Uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Like, we got the, we're doing like a, kind of like a documentary, like photo, like video. How would you describe that? We had a guy come out and video the show at that little festival, and he was oh, so gosh. hyped. And uh, he actually works with Dine Alone, so it's pretty sweet. Uh, they're like Canada's biggest record for hardcore, so That's he was so bad. stoked. Yeah, he was. He couldn't stop <laughs> talking about it. So we'll see what happens. I guess if you guys come to Sneaky D's and. Uh, Party it up with us. You'll get a we'll, taste. We'll start a mosh. I'll start a mosh pit. Yeah, invite all your friends. I'll, I'll you, jump off stage and I'll go mosh we'll, while I play. We'll, all right. Oh, <laughs> Maz, we're going. Oh, November yeah. 29th. The Sneaky Disease in Toronto. Tickets are $10 at the Whatever. door, baby. Oh, I'm yeah. only 130 pounds, so don't uh, push me too hard. I'll fall over. 130. <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> We're about a hundred pounds off, bro. So we might have an issue. <laughs> I'll just try to bicycle kick you guys in the face. While That's play. it. That's it. Just jumping bicycle cute. kick. Sleep. <laughs> How badass would it be? There you are shredding the axe, and you just put someone to sleep like at a UFC fight. Like a fucking spinning spinning wheel kick to the face. Boom. Chin <laughs> up. Just kept playing like the solo. 
on like a bend. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's drooling like I am before the show. That'd be fucking hilarious. (laughs) Um, We wanted to do this thing uh, where we chuck Boston creams at people in the crowd. Yeah, nice. It's like that cake to Steve Aoki. I love. I fucking love a good BC, a good Boston cream. You should do it at like a bar with like thirty people there. Just like, just like what I wanted to do. They weren't they weren't for it. Our bass player Joey was down, but I wanted to get a whole big box of donuts and just chuck them at people in the crowd. This is the most this is tuning into the most Canadian thing of all time. We're, we're trying to get a Tim Hortons sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we're like how else are we gonna make it, man? Like, this episode yeah. of the podcast is brought to you by Tim Hortons. Please add the code of podcast with goat for a ten percent off. Swipe up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not an actual sponsorship. <laughs> no, fuck, we're probably going to get taken off iTunes for that. <laughs> get sued. Um, um, boys, is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, name? Can we drop the name of the upcoming album? I don't even think we have that. We don't have a name yet. <laughs> okay, name all right. Yet. Well, all right, that's fine. We'll let you off the hook there. But, like, what uh, – give me some tour dates. How can people – we're going to put your – it's somewhere above me in this bar is going to be their Instagram, so go check it out. Um, wh- but give us your shit. Talk your shit. Mm, yeah, well, this will be up before after the next week's show. So yes, yeah. sneaky, uh, sneaky disease on the 29th of November, seven o'clock. That uh, doors open. There's um, four bands that night, I believe. Three yeah, or four. Three or four, something like that. Oh, so, so this is a late night. Oh yeah, we probably play at eleven or twelve. I think. Yeah, something around there. Um, and then. Uh, Burley Colin on December That one's going to be hard to get tickets to. That one will be tricky. <laughs> that one Good. Will be probably sold out, yeah. Good, it's sold out. Don't even worry about coming. <laughs> I mean, you can come. It's going to be, uh, it'll be hard to get in. You scal- scalp some tickets outside the door. Yeah, there'll, yeah. there'll be lots of people coming that night. That's for sure. And then, uh, <laughs> then uh, other shows around February will be playing a lot yeah, more, too. Yeah, a ton. We're going to be heading all the way. I think we're trying to decide right now. Our man management's working on it, but uh, we should be heading either all the way east or all the way to BC. So we'll see. Rad. Yeah, it'll be a cross Canada tour. So Just don't stoked. play outside in Winnipeg or Manitoba. I think we'll be in. I think we'll be in Thunder Bay at uh, oh, what's that place? The Crocs. Yeah, Is Croc. Yeah, yeah. It's on Red River. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. No way. Yeah, you'll get a lot of I people we'll- go to that. I think we'll be there, yeah. It's because they got nothing else to do in Thunder Bay. What the fuck else are you going to do? That's true. There is nothing to do here. I'm, that's why I'm leaving. <laughs> You're going to sit at home and drink Alpines. <laughs> hey, uh, no. Well, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go. All right. Well, boys, thank you so much for coming on. You guys have been a fucking blast. We've basically been talking your ear off and shooting a breeze for about an hour. Um, so thank you guys so much. You've been a fucking blast. Sneaky Disease, November 29th. Doors open at 7. $10 tickets at the door. Support the boys, Billy Ranger. They're going to be moshing. They're going to be kicking people in the face while playing guitar. The, their live show is litty like a fucking titty. Uh, um, it's going to be an absolute blast. So support the boys. Follow their Instagram above me somewhere. And uh, have thanks for coming on, guys. You guys have been fucking awesome. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks, man. Hell yeah. All right. See you, boys.